Good evening, everyone. We're back. Second podcast of the day, Monday, August 14, 2023. Just finished up the UFC Vegas 78 recap. Now we're going to preview UFC 292 Sterling O'Malley. Uh, of course, it's your host is always Adam Martin, joined by my co-host as always, Big Marcel, and our special guest once again, Alex Behunin, MMAmedia.com. Check out his bylines there, guys. Uh, also, I think you do social media for Fury FC, I think, right? So, Alex, will, will you be at this card? You won at Boston? Or... Yeah. Okay, you didn't make this one okay. He's so, not shipping up to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say we just get into it, guys, because we we obviously spent a lot of time in that last podcast. So let's get into it. We'll just get into the preview immediately. But I always ask you guys, like, your overall thoughts on the card. Um, Marcel, I'll start with you. Your overall, overall thoughts on this card heading into it. Yeah, it doesn't give me a stiffy, to be honest, but I think it's a pretty decent card, you know. Uh, main card is pretty good. Looking forward to see what's happening in the, the Ultimate Fighter finales, you know. And... Um, yeah, let's hope uh, they find uh, Mario Bautista on fire, right? Yeah, so right now we don't have news of an official replacement. Judging by our lockmark cell, they're going to announce his replacement right after we do the podcast. This happens oh, every sure. week. Yeah. This, ha- this has been happening like for like the last month. It's crazy. Um, so I-, I think they'll find someone. Um, I- you guys have yeah, – is there anyone you would hope to fill in that spot on short notice? Like is there anyone that you could think of? Like it's one week's notice, right? So um, like – I don't know, maybe one of these guys have fought in the last couple of cards and they can cut the weight again, maybe, but it's hard to say. Anyways, let's get into the card, guys. Let's uh, let's start it off here. I'm going to use the UFC stats boat owner. It is missing one fight. There's one other fight, obviously the ultimate fighter finale, but I don't know who it is. I didn't watch, I, I've been watching the show. I don't, I didn't watch the spoilers, so I uh, I don't know who it is. I don't, I would prefer if you didn't spoil me, Marcel, on the Bantamway finals. We just know Brad Gatone is part of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I could maybe post my pick on Twitter later in the week or something, but uh, for now, we'll just stick to the UFC stats boat order. So, based on that, Marcel, we have kicking off the card Karine Silva taking on Marina Moroz in the UFC women's flyweight division. And it's a really good fight to kick off the card if it ends up being the first fight right now. Minus, uh, pulling up the odds right now, guys, for this fight. Minus 175 on Karine and plus 145 on Marina Moroz. I'll start with you, Marcel, your pick. Yeah, man, it's it's an it's an interesting one. You know, I think it's a rematch, right? Uh, Marina Moroz uh, beat Karini Silva a couple of years ago. Actually, I think that's the fight that got Marina Moroz into the UFC uh, before uh, before her Calderwood fight. I think, if I'm if I'm correctly, um, yeah, man, Marina Moroz. She is like the kind of girl that. She's tough to to put anywhere for me, you know. I think she she's not bad, but she's also like not great. She's like really um, almost kind of a gatekeeper, you know. I would say, you know. And Karini Silva actually impressed me so far in the UFC. Gotta say, she had difficulties at the Dana you know, White Contender Series with that the stocky yep. Chinese girl. I forgot her name. Yep. Um, but after that, I think she looked good against um, in her debut against what's it against Poliana, right? Yeah, um, I, I tell them that's the other Pollyanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah the other Pollyanna. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, yeah, she looked good in that fight, and she did. She had that Z lock or whatever they called it uh, against yep. uh, against Catlin Vieira last time. Uh, Catlin Souza, sorry, now doing the same as UFC stats. I never uh, got a bonus Sousa. for that. First time in UFC history to get a bonus. Crazy, right? Eh? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, indeed. Um, I like Catlin, but uh, I like um, I like Karini. But it will be a tough fight, I think, man. Uh, I think if it goes to a decision, I might favor Morose, but I still want to see. I still think Karini can get it. I, I can get, get get to finish, maybe late, you know. I'm taking Karini with a submission late in the third. Nah, but I'm not sure with it. I think it's a competitive fight. Your prediction, Alex? 
Man, it's, it's tough. Um, I think this is a step up for Karini, even though that they fought before. Um, and I, I agree. I, I agree with Marcel. Like Marina Moroz, like does everything good, but not not nothing great, right? Um, if man, it's tough. I think it's tough. It's tough because like Marina looks really good, but then she looks really bad sometimes too. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Karina Silva. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna pick her too, but like I'm not as confident as Marcel. To be honest with you, I think Moroz is you know pretty tough, man. She's she's never been finished. Um, but so if anyone's going to finish her, it's going to be Queenie Silver, right? Go ahead, Marcel. I said I wasn't confident at all, so you're, you're okay. less confident. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, I mean, they did fight before. It was nine years ago. Like, they're different fighters now, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even look at that uh, that fight and compare it to what it is now. Like, I just – I don't think it'd be worthwhile doing that. Um, I just look at basically, like, how they've been fighting the last few years, and, like, Karina's been on a roll. Like, she has, what, seven straight wins, everything by stoppage, submitting everyone in sight. She's looked great. I mean, yeah, you're right, Marcel. She struggled a little bit with the takedowns. Maybe that's what Rena will do here, take her down. But I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like at, at some point, you know, this girl probably finishes her. It's not a confident pick, but if I have to pick the fight, I have to. I'm taking Karina Silva by, by submission because that's what she does. She's been on a roll. She has momentum coming into this fight. A little bit younger, a little bit more experienced. I think she'll get some revenge in the rematch or get the submission. But it's not confident because Marina's super tough, man. Never been finished, guys. So if anyone's going to do it, though, it will be this girl. All right. What's up? We got Craig in the chat, too. There's a lot of people in the chat today, man. You got Energize Show. A bunch of guys. I appreciate you guys, man. All right. Let's go to the next uh, fight here, guys. We got, uh, again, we're using UFCstats.com boat order. We got Natalia Silva, Marcel's favorite, taking on Andrea Lee, UFC Women's Flyweight Division once again. Minus uh, 355 on Natalia Silva. So huge favorite here. Andrea Lee plus 280. Marcel, I'll start with you since it's your girl. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, Natalia Silva. Uh, I like her a lot, but uh, yeah, we know. We know that. <laughs> yeah, we know that pretty much. Um, the, the weird thing with Natalia Silva is that she started with Jasmine Jasodovicius in the UFC, then she went to Teresa Bleda, and then she went to Victoria Leonardo. It's like the, it should have been the opposite way. You know what I mean? It should be from Victoria to Bleda to Jasmine. So um, now fighting Andrea Lee. Listen, uh, man, Natalia has been super impressive so far. I think definitely the Jacinta Vicious fight was super impressive where she uh, beat her stand-up and on the ground. The Blada fight, she had more difficulties in the first round because Blada very strong, you know, but she 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 finished her in third. Um, and the last one, Leonardo, that wasn't even a competitive fight. So um, now Lee. Lee is tough, man. Um, Lee is always tough. I think she actually should have won against Barbara, in my opinion. Uh, but that's my opinion, you know. Uh, comes now off, out of two, from two losses and fights where she was super competitive. I remember her uh, knocking down Araujo, and I thought she she would have had it, but she didn't. You know, she lost the fight. Um, yeah, uh, I, I feel like Natalia Silva uh, gets the win. I think not early this time. I think we'll get a little bit later, but uh, I'm taking Natalia Silva by a TKO in the third round. Um, Alex. You're on mute, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, Andrea Lee defending her uh, defending her ranking. Um, I also thought Andrea Lee beat Macy Barber, um, yeah. but I think I think Natalia Silva is the real deal, and I, I I think she goes out and she she beats her. I, I don't I don't know if she's gonna finish her, but uh, I, I like Natalia Silva here. 
I'm just laughing because your dog growled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your, your, your dog was, if you go for Lee, I, I'm going <laughs> to... What's your dog's name? Was it like Teddy or something? What is it? Uh, this one's called Belle. Belle she's, she's Belle. A, she's cute. Love, fucking love <laughs> dogs, man. They're the best. I like dogs better than people, to be honest with you, but yeah. Um, Same. I mean, I'm obviously picking Natalia Silver. Like, I, I, I'm like 99% sure she wins. Like, she's an absolute stud, like stud female fighter. Like, I think she could be a champion one day. I really do, guys. Like, I think she's not good. I know she has five losses. Like, I don't love that, but like, she's improved so much, right? And like, the last few fights have been beyond impressive. Like, she's just fucking destroying these girls. She's laying waste to them. Like, the striking is ridiculous. Um, the ground game is there too, right? Like it's it's just so well round. It's just so impressive. Um, I think she's great, man. I think she's gonna have a great career in the UFC. I think she's super marketable. Don't understand why she keeps getting these like early prelim slots. Like, get this girl a you know spawn TV. Also, the fact she's not ranked, but Jasmine is is ridiculous. Like that is that's so egregious. Um, she destroyed Jasmine two years ago. It wasn't even close to that fight, and she was an underdog since then, been a you know favorite and and dominating. And I, I think once again she dominates here. Like Andrea Lee is a good fighter, she's a gatekeeper. She's just getting a little longer in the tooth, you know, um, eight years older, you know, taking a lot of damage throughout her career. I thought she did beat Macy Zuerber, to be fair, guys. I, I thought so as well. But again, you know, a lot of fights in the UFC. I like the experience, but at the same time, I just think Silva's the real deal. I I think she styles on Andrea Lee here and just lands a ton of significant strikes and, and, and outstrikes her for like probably three rounds. Andrea's very tough. I don't I don't think she's been finished in the UFC, right? So probably decision win for Natalia, but I'm confident she wins this fight, guys. Like I absolutely think she wins. Silva's level opponents. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Andrew Lee's definitely fought better fighters than, but again, you know, it's not just like the level. It's like, how are you beating them? And she's destroying them, right? She's laying waste to them. And it's impressive. So, and I also feel like the Jasmine win looks a lot better now, right? The Jasmine win looks good. She is a ranked fighter, so it looks really good. Anyways, I think we all have the same pick on that fight. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Uh, we've got a middleweight fight here between Andre Petrovsky and Gerald Merchart. And the odds for this fight... Gerald or uh, Andre Petrovsky minus two fifty eight favorite plus two ten on Gerald Mirshart. Um I'll, I'll start with this one. Um, I I feel like it, it's kind of a tough fight to like lay the juice on on Petrosky. I do think he wins the fight. I I just think like you know the youth and momentum, um, the, the wrestling. I think he can control this fight, but because he's a wrestler, it's going to go to the ground. That's where Gerald's obviously dangerous, right? With the submissions, like he has an insane amount of submissions in the UFC. I just, I don't know, I just don't really trust Gerald, and I, I haven't had the greatest record picking his fights, to be honest with you guys, like, he's one of those tricky guys to, to pick, but I, I just, I don't know, man, I I, I, I think Petrovsky can just grind him out, he's kind of done that to everyone in the UFC so far, he's looked pretty good, so I don't think he finishes Gerald, Gerald's tough, I think he grinds out the decision, but I'm, I'm, not being, I'm not betting on this fight, I don't have interest in, in betting on Petrovsky, that would be my pick, though. I'll start with you, go to you, Alex, go ahead. Man, I'm kind of leaning GM3, to be honest with you. Um, yep. I think, you know, most of the time GM3 gets knocked out on the feet, right? So I think – and uh, interesting about this, uh, Andre Podolsky called GM3 out. He's he's won this fight. I think he called him out two fights ago. Um, I, 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 I see what you're saying, that, like, Andre could control him, take him down, control him for three rounds. But, man, I kind of feel like he, he takes GM3 down there it's a dangerous, dangerous game, and um, I'm willing to throw some throw some money on GM3. So, um, is my pick going to be the same as my bet? I'm gonna go GM3 by submission. submission? By submission. Yeah. Well, I'm. You know, let me check the odds on that. Go ahead, Marcel. I'll check the odds on what you talk. 
Yeah, so I will put some sense into this podcast. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm going with Petrovsky here. I think GM3 is great, don't get me wrong. And I've also been horrible with picking as well, right. you know, because he has that, uh, he has pretty much that that, jo- that joker where he can put out a submission out of nowhere, pretty much, and uh, doing that, you know, he did it before. The thing is, like, I think Petrovsky had a good preparation for this fight. He also trains often with Joe Pfeiffer, I think, you know, and Joe Pfeiffer actually beat. Immersion twice and, and MMA and in grappling, you know. Um, so I think he knows what to expect. Uh, Kenny, he, he gotta be for sure, you gotta be uh careful with, with the submission game of Ger- Gerald on the ground for sure, you know. But uh, if I have to pick, if somebody uh, uh, if somebody holds me at gunpoint, I'm going with Petrovsky here, man. Uh, I'm, I'm picking him by now, nah, not a finish, a decision win, I think. Gerald by uh, sub is plus 315, so. You're getting like a little better odds, obviously, but you, you know if you just take the money on him as a dog, you would protect yourself in case he does like knock out Petrovsky or ground and pound or or decisions him somehow. We'll see. We'll see how the fight goes. I think I think Gerald's a live dog. I, I would say that for sure. All right, we'll go to the next fight here, guys. We got the tough uh, lightweight finale: Austin Hubbard against Kurt Hollibaugh. And odds for this fight, we have uh, Austin Hubbard minus one seventy five favorite, plus uh, one forty five dog and Kurt Hollibaugh. Um, let me let me start on this one again. Um, so I have been watching the show, and uh, both guys have looked really good in the show. There's no doubt about it, right? Kurt getting that finish over Jason Knight was ridiculous. He had the other finish. Uh, was it Lee Hammond or something? I think the guy's name was, and he, he subbed him right like late in the in the fight. I think it was reverse boy. Pardon? Connor's boy. Yeah, Connor's boy. It was it, like he was getting out wrestled, and, and he came yeah. back and won. And then with Hubbard, he had the decision wins, right? He had uh, was it Roosevelt Roberts, and then um, shoot, who was it last week? I, I Marcel, who was it again? Who, <laughs> uh, Hubbard? Yeah. Hubbard won against Roosevelt and the Summers. What was the other fight? What was the first one to what move on? First, what was yeah. the first one? Uh, no, this. Oh, Aaron man. McKenzie. Yeah, he looked. Oh, Aaron, oh that was a close fight, I think. Right. Yeah, but he's looked, he's looked pretty decent. I mean, anyways, the point is, like, the guy, they're both good fighters. I mean, I think, like, I know I know Kurt um, has no wins in the UFC, right? He's 0 4. Plus he but lost to uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like he lost to guys that were all ranked at one point, I think, except for Steven Siler. Mm-hmm. And then he lost to Pat Healy in Strike Force two ten years ago. Um he also had the fight in the contender, but overturned because he used an ID. I mean, the guy's got so much experience. He's a good fighter, man. I was I if you haven't watched the fight with Jason Knight, it's a fucking war and he awesome. looks amazing. He doesn't he looks amazing in that fight. But again, forty five percent takedown defense in his career. I just don't think he can stop the takedowns here. I think Hubbard, a guy that you know, is underrated. He, he didn't have a great run in the UFC, Marcel. He went three and four. He got cut. But a guy that's pretty young still, he's only 31 compared to Kurt, who is uh, 36, um, right? So it's a, it's a bit of a difference. Um, and then Hubbard, you know, just really good, you know, I think grinding style, um, good cardio, trains at elevation as well. Um, I think he grinds about. I think there's a reason he's favored here. I think the odds makers got it right. I, I, I like him quite a bit in this fight. I think the matchup is really favorable for him. I think he just takes Kirk down and grinds him out. You know, again, Kirk got taken down at will by the Hamming guy. I know Hubbard's not like, he's not the best wrestler, but he, he's relentless. And, and not only that, he'll, you know, he'll shove this guy against the fence too if he has to. Um, I, I think, you know, the thing is Hubbard, his career, like he's kind of, he's had problems with wrestlers. Like they're really strong, but, um, you know, Kurt doesn't really present that threat, I don't think, with the takedowns. He's more of a, of a striker, I would say. He's well-rounded, but more of a striker. I just think he's going to grind it out. So I like Hubbard, minus 175, Hubbard by decision. I, I feel pretty confident he wins this decision here, guys. What do you guys think? We'll start with you, Austin. 1,000%. 1,000%. Austin's going to wrestle him, take cage, clinch him. It's 
hover by decision. I think probably my most confident pick. Yeah, I mean, I like it too. What do you think, Marcel? You too? Yeah, same. I had to laugh when you when you said like he can't stop a takedown. I was looking at the Moicano's podcast uh, earlier today. Oh yeah, yeah I saw that. And yeah. he's like, uh, he was talking about uh, Joe Biden. He's like, I don't think he wins an MMA fight. He cannot stop a takedown. <laughs> That's what That's reminded too funny. me on it. Yeah, um, yeah. I also on Hubbard. I think his wrestling will will play a big part in this fight. You know, and uh, listen, man. I think if Hubbard plays it smart, he wins this fight. You know, if he goes into a war with Hollowball, that would be stupid. You know, if he does that. But I feel like Hubbard knows what's on the line, and he's not going to be. He's not going to fight stupid. So Hubbard's decision is a pretty safe bet, I would say. Yeah, um, I, I like it too. I mean, yeah, I'll, I don't think the props are out, but, but uh, we'll check later in the week. But I think that Hubbard decision props really interesting. It's probably going to be like even money, but still, I think it should be cash. All right, we're going to the next fight. Want to talk about the bantamweight final? <laughs> no, don't, don't do of... it, man. I, I told you don't spoil it. Don't no, be a I dick. Won't. Don't be a dick. I'll start crying. Um, you don't want to make me cry. All right, we're going to the uh, next fight, guys. The middleweights. We got Robocop, Greg Rodriguez taking on Dennis Tolulin, middleweight division. Odds. Robocop's a massive favorite. Minus 345 in Robocop, plus 275 in Tolulin. Start with you, Alex. Go ahead. Yeah, man. I mean, I was surprised when. Uh... Robocop got chinned in his last fight. Um, but looking at this one, I'm just not impressed with Dennis Tolunin. Uh, I don't see how he beats Robocop. Um, I think this, I think the odds reflect that. I think Robocop knocks this guy out. What do you think, uh, Marcel? I feel the same way, man. Actually, I, I feel like, uh, listen, man, Robocop is just a, a pretty, pretty good fighter, you know. That's what I always thought. And listen. You know, I picked Bruno Sousa to knock him out, but that was like more of a gamble thing. Like if he can catch him in the first round, he can put him away, you know. I gambled on that one, but I wasn't sure, you know. But with this one, listen, man, Dennis T hasn't impressed me so far in the UFC. His only win is against Jamie Pickett, I think. And uh, yeah, he lost to Kizriev and to Park, which are possible to possible to lose. But but still, you know, uh, I don't see really... I don't see a win here. I would say Robocop gets back into the win column, and I think he finishes him as well. So uh, for me, it's like uh, Gregory Rodriguez, Robocop, via, via, I think a TKO or a first or second round. I think he finishes maybe early and, uh, yeah, gets back on track. And I honestly think that's what the UFC also wants with this fight. Let's be honest, you know. Probably. I mean, the guy's an exciting fighter, right? But yeah. he got chin-checked in his last fight, right? Like, I watched that fight. I just wanted to watch it back. Dude, it's so – the knockout's so bad on on um, – Robocop's part because he like he had his hands down like down like he went he's just staying there I'm like what is he doing like it's like he had this like just split second and they forgot he was in a fight it was fucked and then he got knocked out and I bet on him he was minus three fifty and he lost that hurt Adam, him. Adam, Adam was like get your fucking hands up you're my fucking parlor what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> it's just it was just anyways he got destroyed and um. Ferreira obviously got he got a little bit exposed in his last fight a bit. I mean, yeah. listen, anyways, the point is like Robocop's a good fighter. He should win this fight. There's a reason he's a big favorite. He's the, he's better everywhere. He, he's better everywhere, but the chain is still a concern, right? He's been knocked out a couple times. Um, and he and he's willing to stand and bang. And it, it's scary betting guys like that because you never know if they just get caught with a punch. Um, you know, Tulin got some power, so that gets Pickett. I, I don't think he's an amazing fighter. And the biggest thing that I see in his game is his ground game is pretty bad. Like. So if Robocop just wants to be smart here, he should try to take him down, guys, and, and not just grind him out. I think he can submit this dude. This guy's been submitted four times. Sure. Um, that's what I'm thinking he does. And you guys say by knocker, I think submission is in play here. Um, because I think Robocop has a very good ground game, too. It's great ground game. It's a, didn't bring out that banana split thing against uh, 
what's it called? Armin Petrosian Marcel yeah, in that fight. That was pretty crazy. Um, I, I yeah. think the guy, go, go sorry, you're gonna say something? Yeah, the thing is with Robocop, I'm by the way with you, he has a very underrated submission yeah. BJJ game, but the thing yeah. is. He loves to strike, you know? know. He's like he's like falling in love with his striking, and he forgets that he actually can win a fight in a different way, maybe easier, you know? But if he reminds that, yeah, maybe I'm with you with submission. It's possible. It's, it's a good thought, actually. Uh, that's that's what I'm thinking, because I think that's the easiest path to victory here. I don't think to lose the takedown defense is great, and I think he can be grinded out. But again, this guy likes to stand and bang. So we all, we all agree, and we're all taking Robocop. Most people in chat have chatted by, by knockout, but... Um, yeah, I think his, his ground game could be in play here. So submission prop is something I'll be taking a look at when it comes out. All right, guys, go to the next fight here. We got Chris Weidman taking on Brad Tavares at middleweight. After this one, Chris uh, Brad Tavares minus 270. Chris Weidman plus 220. I'll start on this one, guys. You know, like, I, I think, I think you know, Brad should probably win this fight because he's just in, in slightly better form these days. Like, he's at least, like, active. And Chris hasn't fought in two years with the broken leg. But, like, I'm not... I'm not loving him at the, this price either, like minus 270. Like, stylistically, not a terrible fight for, for, for Chris, right? Like, so I think he could, like, potentially grind him out, maybe. And that's why I'm probably going to lay off Tavares here. Uh, Tavares here. I think he probably probably catches Wyman and, and knocks him out because that's how Wyman loses, right? But, like, I'm not willing to, I don't think, lay him the minus 270 on him here, guys. Like, I think he probably wins, but the odds are a little bit, you know, to me, inflated because skill for skill, I mean, Chris Wyman's still a skilled fighter. It's just, the leg break, the, the chin issues. Like, I'm taking him to lose by TKO because I feel like that's kind of how he loses these days. But, like, if he gets the wrestling going here, man, if he, if he can get back to, to his old – like, even the guy that fought Akhmedov, he could he could upset the fight. I, I think he's potentially a live dog. It's just not a dog I'm, I'm even, you know, interest, interested in uh, entertaining a bet on. So, I'll take Tavares by knockout, but it's not a fight I love betting on. I don't know. We'll go to you, Alex. What do you think? I don't think – Tavares has two knockouts in his entire UFC career. I know. And he beat knocked out Kristoff uh, and then somebody like in his second year. It was Phil Baroni, I think, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's who it was. I don't think he's going to knock Chris out. Um, this could be a fucking boring fight, really, if you, if you really think about it. Like, it could just be a really snooze fest. Um, I don't know how Chris is going to look like um, coming back, man. It was a brutal leg injury. It's had a lot of starts and stops of, of his recovery. Um, I, I think I would bet – I would lean Chris to win a decision over over Tavares. I, I, I just don't – I don't know. This, this is like a coin flip to me, to be honest with you. Um, I don't I don't think Tavares stops Chris, and that's that's how Chris was losing, you know, before like when I was on his bad streak. So I'm willing to take Weidman by decision. But I think the smart bet would take would be Tavares by decision. What do you if think? That makes uh, any sense, Marcel? Can I ask you guys a nasty question? Yeah. Uh, so when you take your date, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, when you're, if you would fight Whiteman, would you throw a leg kick? Yeah, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. Obviously, he so should I, immediately. I think he will. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But I'm actually more on the side with Alex here. You know, I feel like. Brett Tavares isn't really a finisher, you know, and if Whiteman can can get this wrestling going, which is his thing, you know, Tavares might be in trouble, you know, and if he can do it for three rounds, Tavares might be in trouble. Although we know Tavares' third round is normally always good, besides his third round against Duplessis, but um, yeah, I'm I'm picking Whiteman by decision, man. It's maybe crazy, but I think this is style matchup he can win, you know. Yeah. So yeah, 
It's possible, man. I think he's a live dog, just not one I'm, I'm going to take a shot on Marcel, but I don't really blame you. I mean, the odds are a little bit inflated here. You know, if this is a couple of years ago, it's probably Tavares, like, like minus one, you know, 30, minus 140, something like that. Now he's, you know, minus 270 is really high. But again, a lot of question marks on Chris Weidman. This is like, uh, you're taking a shot in the dark, Marcel. I do it once in a while, too, with these underdogs, and I don't blame you. Anyways, go I see, actually, oh. I see a question here from uh, Antoine. Uh, where oh. would we put Chris Weidman in the, in the, in the, top, in the middleweight of all oh, time? Oh, I missed that. Top five, probably, right? I would imagine. I'd have to look back at it, but like Anderson, Chris, but Rich Franklin. I would um, say definitely top 10, but top five. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, we'll go to the next fight here. We got you, Alex. Oh, sorry, Alex. Go ahead. Top 10. All right. Yeah, I have to look at like the the uh, the best fighters in the division, but like he's got to. I mean, fuck. I mean, maybe he is top five. You know, yeah, like it's difficult. Anderson, Izzy. Yeah, Izzy. Rich. Too, I don't know. I forgot Izzy for some reason. Yeah. He's active. I was thinking of the retired fighters, but yeah, you know, you're right. All right, guys, let's go to the next uh, next fight. Um, Marlon Chido Vera taking on Pedro Munoz. Uh, odds, Chido's uh, favorite, minus 185. Munoz plus 154. I, I, You know what? I think this is another close fight, to be honest with you. This one could go either way, in my opinion. Um, Vera, you know, obviously a good striker, good power, pretty well-rounded guy. Um Pedro, you know, super durable though, right? Never been finished by knockout. I mean, the guy is so tough. So, like, Marlon usually wins by knockout. So, in this fight, he's probably going to have to go the distance and win a decision. And Pedro looked outstanding against Chris Gutierrez. He looked pretty good against Sean O'Malley, too, man. He's looked good in most of his fights, guys. Like, he's lost a lot of close fights. I think Pedro's definitely a live dog. Like, he's the one of the dogs that I'm, like, leaning towards. But at the same time, like, Vera being, you know, quite a bit younger here, he's, um, where is he? He's six years younger and obviously been way more active and he has the length and, and, and reach advantage here as well, height and reach advantage. So all the, the biometrics point in his favor. But again, you know, he's so hittable, guys. Like both guys have negative striking differentials, which is pretty nuts. But uh yeah, I think it's gonna be a stand-up war. I think it could be fight of the night. Actually, it's probably my pick for fight of the night because of the durability. I'll take Vera by decision, but again, close fight. What do you guys think? I'll start with you, uh, Alex. I mean, I could see Cheeto winning the first two rounds, but then again, Cheeto's a slow start. Is a very yeah. slow starter, right? So, I and you're not going to knock Pedro Munoz out. So, what is Cheeto's path to victory? Right, is to win a decision. He's a slow starter. So let's let's just play it out. Pedro wins the first round. Cheeto wins the second round. Then it comes down to the third. So it's a split decision. Mm, <sighs> Man, interesting. You know, um, yeah. I'm 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 leaning I'm leaning Pedro. I, I thought Cheeto looked not good against San Hagen. You know, I just yeah. I didn't like that that performance. I don't like that he's a slow starter, and I and I don't like that he can't knock Pedro out. So I mean, unless unless Pedro, I mean, unless Cheeto, you know, shocks everybody. I mean, he knocked out Dominic Cruz, who was very very durable. You know, so. Yep. There, there is always a chance, and as you get older, your chin goes. But I don't think Chido's going to be the one to knock Pedro out. So I'm taking Pedro by decision. Marcel? <laughs> oh, another dog. Yeah, fuck. I should probably pick him too. Go so ahead, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always, I'm also a Munoz man. The more I thought about it, I actually feel like that that he can edge out the decision here, man. That's what I feel, you know. I think Vera is still very good, you know. Uh, but like Alex said, he's a slow starter, you know. And um, yeah, I, I feel the same way for some reason. I think I think Munoz, listen, man, Munoz has, was on a bad streak, but he had some bad luck with some decisions as well for Frankie Edgar, for example, you know. And uh, he looked good against Chris Gutierrez last time out, you know. Um, yeah, I'm picking Munoz here, man. Maybe crazy, but I'm taking him with the decision. 
that's not crazy at all. Like I'm kind of on the fence. Like I really am. Especially hearing you guys pick him. It's like I want to make it because I'm this dog, but like again, like the the age and the height and reach kind of thing, like they, they do kind of make me lean there a little bit, but it's not confident. And, and you know what, guys? I'll give you both credit if you get your pick right next uh, week. All right, we'll go to the next fight here. We got just a couple of fights left, uh, and then Alex, I know you gotta go, but we got like three fights left, so just stick with us quickly. We'll go to the next one. Ian Gary gets the old Magny short notice fight here for Magny. Gary is favored minus four ten. Wow, minus four ten. Magny plus three ten. I'll be honest, it is high, but like I, I, I think he knocks out Magny. Like I'm, I think he, I think this guy's the real deal. I mean, he's looked just like great in the UFC. I know the one fight with Song Canyon got dropped, but uh, other than that, you know, he's looked great. Um, and he's finishing guys. And the Dan Rodriguez performance was ridiculous. Um, the guy's so young, twenty five years old. He's getting better every time we see him. Um, that Magny coming in a short notice here. Magny, you know, to me, is a little bit chinny. Maggie coming off of a pretty bad fight against Phil Rowe, too. Like, a not impressive fight. He won the fight, but not impressive. Uh, 10 years older. Um, he does have, you know, the, the experience. Obviously, he's got the reach advantage, too, which he always uh, likes. But uh, And he's got good grappling. I mean, Maggie's a good fighter, but, like, I just hate this matchup for him. I, I hate this matchup for Neil Maggie. I, I, I think Gary finishes him, guys. Gary by TKO. I think he gets the job done. What do you guys think? Let's start with you, Marcel. Uh, I feel like um, it's a... Um... Uh, Magny took the fight, so gotta give him credit here. You know, um, it's not a favorable matchup for him. I think you know maybe if he can get the fight to the ground, but then still, you know, I, it's not like where Magny shines normally. You know what I mean? Um, he has a good gas tank, so that that that's good. You know, but Ian Ian is pretty solid himself as well. You know, and uh, I think the striking is really good from Ian. Um, I'm not as sold as you are on him yet, Adam. Uh, you. I think it's a lot of potential, but I also still think there's a lot of a big learning curve still. Um, I'm taking Ian. I also think he finishes Magny, probably second or third round TKO. I don't think it will be a quick one, but I think he will be dominant. I think Ian wins the fight, yeah. And your pick, uh, Alex? Has Gary been put against the fence yet in his UFC career, like wrestled against the fence? I think that fight with Darian Weeks, he took him down once in that fight. There was a little bit of control against the fence in that fight. Otherwise, like, yeah. not not really, right? That's that's the only thing that like, – a question out there is if Magny can use his wrestling, his, 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 his size, his strength to put Gary against the fence and kind of hold him there. But I, I, I just think Gary's – I think Gary's on – I think Gary's on that just – Rocket ship. He, he's on a roll. Yeah, he's on a rocket ship, man. He, he's, yeah. he's he's got that magic right now, and he probably goes out there, knocks Magny out, and calls for a big fight next. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Him by knockout. I understand that you know Magny's chin is pretty good historically. Like he hasn't been knocked out that many times, but again, this guy is so accurate. The strikes, man, is so dangerous, and he's getting better, guys. He is getting better. So yeah, I mean, I I, I really like him here. I understand the odds are high, but like of the big favorites, he's the one I'm I'm most confident in personally. So, um, go to the next fight uh oh they announced this fight this is an interesting one josh fan kevin borders i guess that josh fan josh fan all day yeah i think he wins too he's really really fucking good that both guys are good all right next fight just two left here guys on the card Lee Zhang taking on amanda lemos ufc women's uh strawweight championship minus 330 Zhang Lee plus 240 amanda lemos i'll start with you alex give me your pick <sighs> this has the potential to be a banger right um but I kind of have a feeling that Whaley's going to take her down and, and, and wrestle her, tap her. Um, I just, I just think that's the path of victory. Um, unless Whaley wants to put on a show and get everyone talking and kind of go strike for strike, 
you know, I think that's the only way Amanda has a has a chance is, is catching her. But I, I think I think Whaley's too fucking smart, too good. She's she's gonna take Amanda down and either TK or submission. What's your what's your pick, Marcel? Yeah, I got a lot of I got a lot of shit for saying this on Twitter, so suck my dick. Um, but uh, the thing is, like, listen, man, I didn't, didn't like this fight from the start. We actually uh, we 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 checked the, the announcement, the original announcement from Dana White during the show because it was just the same announcement where we announced the BMF title with Poirier and Gaethje and Aljo and and, and uh, O'Malley also. And listen, man, I mean, Lemos, good win over Rodriguez. But I didn't want to see her fight for a title for the simple reason that she has two wins against Michelle Watterson and Rodriguez. And before that, she lost to Andrade. You know what I mean? So now she's fighting Zhang Weili. I think she has a chance, definitely. You know, her striking is pretty okay. You know, I think she's pretty decent. But, man, Zhang is a complete fighter, in my opinion, man. She's good stand-up. She's good on the ground. The only person I see Zhang struggle with right now is maybe Tatiana Suarez because of the ground game, you know? But... Besides that, Zhang is just... When Zhang fought Rose, she was good. When she fought Joanna, she was good. When she fought fucking Esparza last time you saw, you see in every fight she's getting better, you know? Yeah. And she's yeah. still developing. So, and she's already at the top. I think yeah. uh, any yeah. day, well, Zhang Weili wins this fight. Man, I think you put it great there. She's already, like, the best fighter in the division, and she's still getting better. That's great. That's a great combination, right? Like, she's still beatable. Like, I picked her Rose to beat her twice. I like that matchup for Rose. Um, I just... I don't know. I think that with Lemos, like, she's got a puncher's chance. I'll give her that. Obviously, she's got power. But I think she gets taken down, too, guys. I know she has historically, you know, good takedown even to the UFC. But, like, I think Zhang Weili is just, like, going to be super strong. And she will go for the takedown. I'm with Alex completely. She will go for the takedown. She won't stand and bang with, with Lemos. Unless it's later rounds and Lemos gets tired, which I think Lemos is probably the more likely one to gas, too, I would imagine. So, we know Zhang, Zhang Weili can go five rounds. We know she's good in the stand-up. We know she's good in the ground. She is hittable, though. That's my worry, guys. Um, that she gets knocked out. So that's the path for Lemos to land that haymaker. And it's possible she could, but otherwise, like, I think it'll be, um, you know, a, a good stylistic match for Zhang if she gets the fight to the ground. So I, I think she, I, I don't know, honestly, like, I was thinking decision, but like, probably ends up finishing the fight later in the fight um, just because I don't think Lemos can go five hard. So probably a late finish, uh, maybe a submission on the ground or maybe ground and pound. That's kind of what I'm feeling here, guys. Did you guys say decision or, or finish? What did you guys say? Finish. Finish. Okay. But what do you think? Same submission or ground and pound or something? Or like standing? Like hard to say, right? S- submission? submission. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. sub two. And that's how um, Andrade got her. I know it was on the feet, but still she got her in the ground. Uh, uh, I wasn't, by the way, talking about Tamu Pakal. And I was talking about an actual finish. Yeah, yeah Sergio, I know. I know. So I'm just looking at the comments here. He's not wrong. And I I, I bet on uh, Jang on this podcast. Or on Rose, I mean, in both those fights against Jang. So. I knew that uh, she could lose those fights, and she did. The second one was close, though, you know? The second one was a very close fight. But again, you know, she was wrestling, and I like that. And, uh, yeah, um, Lemos puncher's chance. Lemos by TKO, I think, would be an interesting prop if it's really good plus odds. But overall, I think uh, either way, a finish. So fight doesn't go the distance is probably a good bet here or under. All right, next fight, guys. Main event, uh, last fight here in the card. Aljamain Sterling taking on Sean O'Malley. UFC, Bantamweight title, odds right now. Sterling minus... 270 O'Malley plus 220. I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, thanks again, man, for joining us on the podcast. You're a special guest. Give me your pick, buddy. Man, um, how can you not take Aljamain here? It's uh, the, th- the thing about it is, is like I'm 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 going to throw some money on Sean, Mal- Sean O'Malley for sure. Um, the only thing is, 
It's a quick turnaround for Aljo. He is hurt. Sean's got the knockout power. And Sean's ground game isn't bad. You know, the thing is, is Aljamain, once he gets you down, he's a master at it. He's the elite ground game. Um, so I just, how can you not pick Aljamain in this, in this, in this fight? I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to finish Sean. Um, but I'm, I'm picking Aljamain. Although for the sport, I, and this is fucked up, but I kind of hope Sean O'Malley wins just because it would shake up everything. The UFC has their new superstar, everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but then when, if he does win, he's fucked because he's got Marab and, and Umar, and it's just a killer's row. So my my pick is Aljamain. Um, Aljamain, just decision. Your pick, Marcel? Yeah, man. It's like... Um... O'Malley has a puncher's chance, in my opinion, you know. And uh, listen, man, his gr- I don't say his ground game is bad, but it's definitely not as elite as Aljo is, you know. I was laughing earlier today when I saw the UFC posting a clip from uh, Sean O'Malley submitting Takanori Gomi and grappling. It's like Aljamain Sterling won't come in that position, you know what I mean? So um, it's like, listen, man, if Aljo loses this one, it would crazy to me, you know, unless it's a, it's a quick KO, then it's possible, you know. Mm-hmm. But overall, he's a, he's a better fighter, in my opinion. He should be able to win. And actually, disagree, I agree with Alex when he says, like, it's better for the UFC probably when O'Malley wins. But for my own, I don't want to see it because I still yeah. think O'Malley shouldn't be in this title fight, you know. Right. I think mm-hmm. he lost to Piotr Jan, for example. And before that, he was around number th- 13 or 12 with a no contest to Pedro Munoz in the first round he lost. So, in my opinion, yeah, listen, man, everybody has a chance. He has a talent, definitely. I think he gets he gets a, too quick of a bump because you see really slowly uh, build him, slowly build him, and then out of nowhere they give him pure Dayan. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm, I'm taking Aljo here, and I think Aljo finishes his well with a submission. I'm going second round submission for Aljo. I mean, he did pass that test. He beat Peter on. It was a close fight, but he still won, you know? Yeah, Listen, the like, cards he did. Yeah, yeah, exactly, when they matter, right? But the Pedro Munoz fight, though, not, you know, he was, like, that was competitive with, with Munoz, who's an older guy. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, like, Sterling should probably grind him out. Um, so I'm kind of with Alex. I'm thinking, like, a decision here, because I think Sean's pretty tough, and he proved that against Jan. He's got good cardio. He's tough. I think he's going to show that he's, like, championship level, but not there yet. And I think he, I think it goes a distance, and Sterling grinds it out. That's why I think. I think he, you know, it's like the, it's like the Cejudo fight. I think. I think Sean's wrestling is going to like look better than people think in this fight, but it still won't be good enough. So Sterling puts the pressure on, grinds about decision, uh, retains the belt. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I I think this could be his last fight at 135. You know, he might go to 145 um, and fight what's his name Volkanovski, right? If he wins this fight, and that would be an interesting fight because he's a big bantamweight, so. You got man and liberty in the chat. What's going on, man? He says Aljo by decision. That's what I think too. So I mean, that's what I'm thinking. But Glenn's right too. The judges, Aljo may get robbed if he if it gets to a decision, possibly, possibly. But you know what? I think in his career, the judges have generally been favorable to him. But uh, yeah. Anyways, that's it for UFC 292 preview. Alex, again, man, thanks again for coming on, dude. I know you have to go, but uh, we just wanted to say thanks. I know Marcel. Uh, shares my sentiment, right? So, oh, for sure, man. Uh, Alex knows I always give him banter because uh, that's just funny, you know. But Alex knows I respect him a lot and I love the shit he does. And yeah, listen, man, uh, he's he's a guy who who fucking asks the question we want to know nine out of ten times, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I really respect him a lot and I always give him shit in the chat 
on the podcast, but he knows it's just banter, you know. Anything you want to yeah, say, Alex, before you get out of here? Yeah, man. Uh, thank you again for having me. You know, my whenever you need me back, I'm, I'm always down. I love talking with you guys. I love talking fights with you guys. Um, yeah, man. And I, th- this fight card should be fun. I give it like a, like a six out of ten. Should be fun. Um, a lot, lot of storylines. Um, but yeah, man. Just thank you again for having me, and uh, I'm sure I'll be back soon. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. All right, guys. So Alex, that was Alex Bahunin from MMA.com. Appreciate you for joining us, Alex, once again, doing the UFC 292 preview. Before uh, we go, we're just going to break down uh, Contender and, and PFL. We'll go through that quickly, but I want to go through a Contender with you if you're, you're okay with that, Marcel. Um, well, because you, because you asked so nice. Let me pull it up on the screen, guys. One second here. There we go. Uh, as long as you don't pull it off on the screen. <laughs> contender Series, we got uh, Cameron Smotherman against... Uh, Char Lampos, Gregorio my, at uh, 135 pounds. Odds for this one, minus 190, Smotherman, plus 145, Gregorio. I think both these guys are pretty interesting prospects. So what do you think, man? Any quick thoughts? Yeah, the funny thing is I think Cameron's name is Smotherman, but he's more of a striker, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I really like Smotherman in this, man. I think I – think, uh, What's normally they, they say it different? Not Charles Lampos is a long name, but he has a he has like a shorter name normally. Oh, they, yeah. they put um, Gregorio. Um, he's a he's a good fighter, you know. I saw him many times fighting on CFFC. Yep. But uh, I think Smotherman should be able to win this fight. I think he's a more talented guy, and uh, I like him a lot. What I've seen so far from him. So um, yeah, yeah, he's got like some serious power. The other guy's been knocked out. What? No, he hasn't been knocked out. I what's his what, what's the nickname I, from uh, Gregorio? Maybe that's just where the ferocious, ferocious. No, can you go a little bit down? Oh, of course. The full name, Charlampos. How do they call him normally? Um, um, Charlie, maybe is it Charlie? I don't know. I'm gonna look. Uh, gonna look it up. No problem. I'll go to the next. I, I'm picking yeah. this other one too, by the way, leading that way. But I will say this: like I said last week, like there's a lot of dogs that went on on contender series, and like we picked a lot of the favorites last week, and th- I think three dogs won. So contenders hard to bet on, guys. Like I would really pick your spots. Like I. I I, UFC 292, I think it's got a few spots for betting. This this contender card, just just tread carefully. That's all I'm saying. All right, we got Paulo Ronaldo Jr. against Ebo uh, Aslan. This is a light heavyweight fight. And uh, Haslan, minus 130, Ronaldo plus 100. You know, I'll just say this. It looks like it's, you know, a guy that's basically first rounder bust in Aslan. This guy is, like, heavily muscled. I don't think he can go past really five minutes. I know he has one third-round finish on his record, but I don't know. And then Ronaldo is pretty tough and, and, and can take it. Sorry, Marcel, let me finish. Um, I think this guy probably gets beat up early and then he can survive it and come back late and get a late TKO. So I'll take this Ronaldo Jr. guy um, by by, uh, by uh, TKO in like the second or third round. What do you think, man? Yeah, by the way, his name, how I know him is Pampos. So okay, cool. Pampos. Yeah, um, also Paulo Ronaldo Jr., but this is one I'm really 50-50 on. I'm a bad read on this one, and I think it can go either way. That's how I feel about it. So, yeah, uh, that's the only one I don't have a clear pick in this. Now, actually, I and two and two I don't have a clear pick, and this is one of them. Okay, fair enough. All right, next fight: Hyder Emil versus Emra Sonmez. And odds for this one: Emil minus one seventy-five, Sonmez plus one thirty-five. Like Emil, interesting, right? Undefeated guy, fought in Bellator. Um, you know, obviously trains with good people. El Nino Training Center, like a lot of finishes. Um, the whenever Chase Gibson is decent, you know, that guy was in contender, I think, at one point. This guy saw uh Sonmez. I, I I'll be honest with myself, like I don't know a ton about him, but like quite I a few he losses. Missed weight. He did? Oh, he did 147, right? I think, right? Mm-hmm. Came in heavy. Um, what's he gonna do? Like just try to wrestle the guy? Maybe, right? I don't know. I, I think this a mill guy is pretty dangerous. 
you know, if Emil wins, he probably does it in spectacular fashion and gets signed. So that's what I'm hoping happens. I'll, I'll pick him. I'll lean this guy. You? Yeah, me too. Hyder Emil, for sure. I'm also on uh, Salman Smith's weight, you know. Not a good look. And the only no. guy who ever got a contract by wishing me it was Jake Hatley. Um, who might get cut now after two and two, right? So. I don't think so. Maybe give him one more. Give him one more. Yeah, I would give him one more as well because he's he's not a bad fighter at all, you know. So, um, but yeah, I'm a Hyder Armel as well. I think he's a talented guy. What I've seen so far from him, and uh, he's the kind of guy the UFC likes, I think. So yeah, yeah. Did Aslan make weight? He he did, right? Yeah, he did. Only Salmas missed, I think. Um, Eduardo Mora against Janena Silva. One women's one fifteen. Mora minus one sixty six. Silva. Plus one thirty. I think Mora probably grinds it out here. Yeah, another super close fight. Eduarda trains with uh, with Jalton Almeida's camp. Yeah. Um, look, so, dude, look uh, how many fights she has in like a year and a half. This is crazy, eh? She has yeah. her ninth fight in a year and a half of fighting. So she's fighting like uh, all the time. Yeah. I don't know, man. She's interesting, right? Yeah, and by the way, she looks way different on this picture than she how she looks uh, yeah. nowadays. By the way, yeah. Um, Old is she? Yeah. 20, 29. Okay. I, I, I'm picking her, man. I think she wins, but this is a, this is one of the more closer fights of the, on the card. I think. Women's MMA too. The yeah, so someone said in the comments variance. It's true. More higher. All right, George Hardwick against uh, God, what's his first name? Abdul Karim Al Sawadi. I hate that fight. Well, I think these guys could both be in the UFC right now, right? Yeah, Especially exactly. Hardwick. He That's didn't, he didn't need fight. to be on this, but it's for ratings too. George Hardwick's the biggest favorite in the card. He's minus three sixty. Uh, Abdul Karim plus two sixty. I'm pretty sure Hardwick knocks him out, man. What do you think? I don't know if he knocks him out, but I I, I think he's the favorite. You know, Al Salwadi isn't a bad fighter. You know, I think he should right. get a chance in the UFC as well. And this is a tough fight. Listen, man, I'm picking Hardwick here, but I wouldn't be surprised if Al Salwadi wins. You know, because we've seen before with Cage Warriors guys, they are good, but they have also some 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 how do you say that uh, some flaws in their game. And let's be really honest, man. If you look at George Hartwick's last couple of fights, I think not the last one, but the one before wasn't really great. He got the finish uh, par uh, at time, but wasn't really good. Um, still picking Hartwick here. I'm not going against him, but uh, man, I think Al Salwadi gives him a good, uh, a good yeah. fight. Yeah, it should, it should be a good fight. So I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. It's going to be a good fight. All right, that's it for Contender. Um, do PFL really quick, Marcel? Go through that. Yeah, sure thing. Sure thing. Okay, we'll do it. That's the last thing we're going to talk about, guys, because uh, we're pretty, yeah, we're, we're over the two hours now. We like to keep it at two if we can, but it's okay. Go to PFL really quick. We want to talk about because we had Alex. It's all, it's all Alex's fault, man. Come on, right? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just joking. He's awesome. Um, Henry Ferreira against uh, Maurice Green. Let's see if the odds are up for this. Um, I thought I did see them. Anyways, uh, Ferreira is a massive favorite, I'm pretty sure. I'm uh, pretty sure he dominates and knocks this guy out. Yeah, yeah. There's my seven fifty. Sorry, Marcel. He's my seven fifty. This is this this is this great week again with one forty five women and the heavyweight man. Yeah, <laughs> you're taking Ferrer, obviously. Yeah, Pacheco. Okay, what's her? Uh, it's minus nine hundred. She wins against Kolesnik. I'm confident she wins. I know mm -hmm. you like her too. Me too. Gold, gold minus seven fifty. You think Hyderman's got a chance? Plus five. Plus five fifty underdog. I think he definitely does, but I'm yeah. Gold, so. He should win, but like honestly, those are those are really high odds. And if you if you want to take a gamble, yeah, I mean, like, and there's upsets though in PFL. Yeah. What's his name? Jesus Pinedo, right? A couple times now. Yeah. So all right, uh, what's next? Marina Mokmatina gets Amber Lelog. Yeah, Marina is minus four hundred, minus four fifteen. She should win. I think this might be also a, a, a Ooh, possibility for an upset. Yeah. Okay. And then some of the other fights, honestly, I don't know a lot about some of these fighters. We got Nate Kelly against Damian Nelson. Nate Kelly's minus 275. Don't know much about this guy. You know anything about him? No. Did you guys, yeah, not really. I don't know much. There's a lot of these PFL like 
prospects coming up. Yeah. Anyways, Danilo Marquez against Satoshi Ishii is a, a, our two. Yeah, that one's there. interesting. So the odds on that one, we have uh, Danilo Marquez minus one sixty-five. Ishii is plus one thirty-five. Man, Ishii could win this, can't he? Like he can definitely. Yeah. Okay, he's been on a bit of a roll. Okay. Yeah, he's interesting because Marquez is kind of a guy that gasses too. The other you one would be uh, this Caitlin Neal girl is pretty pretty good looking too, and she fought in. Oh, um, that's well, yeah. The yeah, I like hard. I like her, man. Uh, she was uh, Victor too, right? Yeah, PFL. Yeah. I didn't realize she fought for PFL this year. Okay, so yeah, she should win, and I'd imagine she wins her fight. And she is a favorite, minus two. And, so. and the long lost brother of uh, of uh, Joaquin Buckley. Uh, yeah, and da- Daquan Buck. Is it really his brother though? Or? I have no idea. I'm just saying. Okay, Kill Club FC guy. Where is? Was he? Yeah, yeah, LFA. So he's uh he's favored uh, minus one seventy, and then we missed. I think we missed one fight just really quick. We missed one. Oh yeah, the, these two fights. Uh, this is a mixing against Wind. Oh. Mixing minus two sixty, and then uh, the Which baby is. Abraham baby baby Badly minus one seventy five. Yeah, that's a baby. <laughs> All right, that's it for that. That just a really quick breakdown, guys. Uh, you know, not the best uh, breakdown, but whatever. All right, Marcel, I, I'm pretty talked out, man. I kind of want to get out of here, so. Anything you want to say, brother, before we get out of here? Thanks again, guys, for uh, don't, for, for don't want to go through the last couple of questions. Oh, there's a few more. Sure, we'll uh, take them. Where are they? I don't see. Oh, if Alder went, sorry, I didn't see this. Uh, probably uh, Marab and, and Cejudo, I would imagine, but you know, Corey deserves it. But uh, yeah, was there another question? I didn't see it. Uh, no, that was okay. I think we should end it, Marcel. So just yeah, uh, okay. plug your stuff. Let's get out of here. Yeah, uh, Big Marcel Twenty Four, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you guys know where. If uh, and uh, of course, also follow Emma Madamarden also on Twitter. Uh, and you're not really on Instagram, right? Not really. No, I just nah. no, not these days. Nah. No. So on Twitter. And uh, guys, thank you so much for uh, for watching the podcast again. It was a lot of fun. Also, special thanks to Alex Behunen who joined us in the in both of podcasts in the preview and in the recap. Um, yeah, guys, I say I have a lot of fun this week. UFC 292 pay-per-view card in Boston looks a pretty good card. And uh, we're back next week with the recap of UFC 292 and the preview of UFC Singapore, which is uh, Max Holloway against Green Zone. There you go. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. And, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. Have a good week, great week, and good luck on your bets. <laughs>